0: Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, founder and CEO of Tribal Knowledge Podcasting, and my guest is Leslie Tyler, VP of Sales and Marketing at Edulastic, an online platform that helps educators assess, instruct, and measure students. Leslie, it's great to have you on the show.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to talk to you today.
0: I'm excited to talk to you, too, because I want to ask you about Edge Elastic and what you guys do. And I just think it's particularly relevant, especially given what's been going on the last couple of years with school. People, kids not being in school and now they're back. But it's just school is on people's minds, I think, like never before. So I think it's the timing is great to have this discussion. So tell us about Edge Elastic, what you guys do.
1: Yeah, Ed Elastic is an online assessment platform that allows K-12 educators to give tests and quizzes online um, instead of on paper. And it's really, a, I mean, as you as you mentioned, a huge benefit in distance learning when you can't give a test on paper because you're not with the students. But even in school, the the benefits of of doing of doing tests online, the the teachers can uh, get instant data that's auto graded mm-hmm. for them, so it saves them time, and they get instant data about whether students are grasping what they're teaching.
0: Okay, so really useful for for teachers and anyone who's an educator or in education. Now, as you just described, I know that many of your end users are teachers. And when teachers are looking for advice about tools, whether they're online or not, or just, they're, they're going to turn to other teachers for the most part, right? Mm-hmm. And so I know that you guys, of course, know that and you use that as part of your strategy. So you put a lot of effort into amplifying teachers' voices as advocates for your, for your technology. So how do you do that? What's, what have you found is the most effective way of giving the teachers that platform and kind of how enabling them to evangelize for you?
1: Yeah, the, well, one thing, as you mentioned about teachers, teachers are such a great community because first of all, they tell you, pretty much tell you like it is. They tell you what they like. They tell you what they don't like. They're very straightforward and they love to tell their friends about products that they like. And so for us, we were really able to jump into this existing community. As you mentioned, they're already sharing products and things that they like and teachers really, you know, want to help other teachers. And so we were able to jump into this community in several ways. One way is on social media. The Twitter is the mm-hmm. primary platform that teachers use um, for school. And so they're, you know, sharing resources and asking questions and helping one another and we're able to to get into that conversation you know both by sharing ourselves but you know doing polls we do a a monthly i think we uh tweet chat where we ask questions and have a conversation you know with with users and potential users so so social media is, is definitely one way we also help them um spread the word so another thing that teachers do to help other teachers is they'll do training sessions in their school for their colleagues on how to do various things so they'll do app smashing or here's the way i use this tool to do x thing that you that you all have to do also so let me show Mm -hmm. you how and so we help you know we'll send them t-shirts and you know help them encourage them to do that as well and then of course we hold we host webinars you know customers Mm -hmm. and potential customers want to hear from other teachers more than they want to hear from us so having them you know say in their own words this is you know, this is how I use it and this is what's yeah. been helpful for me and answering questions is, is so much better than just us doing a training. So, so we, we really try to engage and become part of an existing community to, yeah, you know, to, to, to get the mm-hmm. word spread. You know, during COVID, you mentioned at the beginning that during COVID, I, I'm not sure if people remember this, but in March of 2020, school went online kind of overnight. <laughs> COVID mm-hmm. hit, and then the next week, everybody was teaching remote. It, it, yeah. No preparation. There was no training, and it was <clears throat> very challenging. And so one of the things that we did was uh, we held a distance learning day, which was, we had webinars all day. We had a high school section and then a middle school section where we invited some of our existing users to say, hey – Here's how you can, they didn't even have to talk about elastic Here's how I use elastic Here's how I use this. Here's how I mix it with Google. This is, you know, this is what I'm doing. One of our, one of our, had her little web avatar. She showed people how she had set up her virtual classroom with her avatar and her virtual chalkboard and, you know, and just showing them how to do it. And so we had hundreds of people participate in our distance learning day, which was terrific as a way for, you know, for us to provide a platform for them to share with each other, you know, we're in unprecedented times and, you know, what are we mm-hmm. going to what do we do now? And so, it, it, as I mentioned, it's just getting in with that, you know, getting in with that community, you know, and what we try to do instead of, I know some people, some companies will look for influencers, people with large followings mm-hmm. and try to turn those influencers into users. We do the other, the other way around. We try to turn our users into influencers instead of mm-hmm. the influencers into users
0: yeah okay that that's a really that's a really great strategy Mm -hmm. and excuse me so now just to be clear for our listeners the teachers are the end users of the product but typically they're not actually purchasing the product individually right it might be their school does or their school Mm -hmm. district does so so those are the folks the the people running the whole operation those are the folks that you need to talk to to actually make a sale but you but you're focusing a lot on the on the teachers who actually use the product so how does how does that focus on the teachers and enabling them to become influencers how does that translate into sales for you guys
1: That's a, gr- a great uh, point and a great question the we have a freemium strategy So we have a free, a robust free product for teachers. There's also a a premium version for teachers, but then we have a school and district version. And one of the things that's unique about assessment, about the type of tool that we have, is that the more the teacher uses it, the more valuable it is to the school or district administrator who's purchasing. Because the more the teacher uses the product and the more tests and quizzes that they give, the more data there is about student learning. So that's just why people give tests is that they want to get data for student learning. So user friendliness, even if we didn't have this strategy, user friendliness is one of the keys, because if the product doesn't get used, you don't get any data, and then it's not valuable. And so for us, having this robust freemium, um, free, free product for teachers does a few things. It helps us make the product as user friendly as possible. I had a I worked with a product manager one time who talked about it as user seductive, not even user friendly, mm-hmm. but user seductive. <laughs> it mm-hmm. has to be that mm-hmm. level so that people can get get and use it by itself. So, that's so that's one of the reasons that we focus on the advocates is that we want to make it, you know, we want to make it user friendly for teachers. We want teachers to like it because the, you know, the the more they use it, the more valuable it is for everyone.
0: Right. And I'm I don't know much about you know running a school district, but I imagine that if you're the person who would make these decisions about you know purchasing purchasing edge elastic, one of your first moves would be to ask the people who are gonna use it, is this something you would use? And then have them uh-huh. try it through the freemium model and say, Okay, tell us, you know, you don't want to obviously purchase something that your employees are like, This sucks, you know, we're never gonna use this. Right. It's <laughs> a big waste of money. Right. So, so it would seem that it makes sense that way too that you're kind of prepping like laying the kind of planting the seeds there getting teachers into like yes we we love this and then when you approach mm-hmm. the decision makers it's just a much easier. It's much easier because there are people who are already using it and already saying like, "Yeah, we're into this."
1: That that certainly does make it from, from a sales standpoint. It does make it a, a warmer if they mm-hmm. have heard of you in the and 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 similarly, we have some of our teachers who go tell their principal, "Hey, we ought to buy the we ought to buy mm-hmm. the premium version. We've been using the free version, and the premium version has some more features, and um, we should buy that." So that you know helps.
0: I can see. imagine. So, yeah. So now you guys, you have an advocate group, right, called the Innovators Team. So tell me about mm-hmm. that. Who's in that group? What does the group do?
1: Yeah, we, had, we started the Innovator Team pretty on in our, early on in, in the company history. I was thinking about this today that I think we maybe had twenty people on the first one? <laughs> like we think we could get twenty people, you know. It's mm-hmm. really um it it was uh really early for us. And and our main goal at the beginning actually was to get product feedback. So we wanted to hear from teachers. You know, we had a product that we knew was gonna grow and develop, you know, we were gonna build it in one of many directions. And so we wanted to get teacher and educator, we also have administrators on the innovator team, but we wanted to get educator feedback on what should we do? Should we go A or B route? And and the innovator team was hugely helpful in in helping us understand what to do next. And mm-hmm. people on the innovator teams one of their main motivations for wanting to join the innovator team is to give us product feedback. So and and we want product feedback. So that mm-hmm. that works out uh, that works out great. Over time, since then, five years ago or so, we now have about two hundred and fifty or three hundred people educators on the innovator team, and product feedback still. Mostly a lot, what a lot of people want to do. So we have a couple of larger meetings per year where we say, here's the direction we're going. Here's the roadmap. Mm-hmm. What do you think? And then we also have some impromptu focus groups, surveys you know the, during the year. So that's a key component of what the innovator team does. Other ways for the innovators to interact with us, it, it varies depending on what the people want to do. Some people want to write blog posts or participate in webinars or give a talk at a conference or just um, part, you know, participate in the tweet chat. And so it's a big, it's, there's a big range. There's a big range of, of the way that the ways that people uh, want to uh, engage with us beyond product feedback.
0: Mm-hmm. So what would be your advice for marketing teams that want to start something like that, like an innovators group, or even just more generally want to cultivate the end users as, you know, evangelists for their product? How do you go about getting something like that going?
1: Well, I think, as I mentioned, you know, our strategy was to take users, to take our power users, to take people who were already really engaged with the product and turn them into influencers, as opposed to the other way around. And so, the you know, looking look at your your um, you know biggest, most powerful you know most most power users, and then so I'd say I'd say the first you know the first step in creating an advocates team is to have a great product. You know, you you need to have a product that people love and that people want to share. And so... You know, finding those people who love the product and want to share is the is the first step. And then, second, is to think about and and I know that you know we're lucky that there's already an existing community and it's already a community norm to help other teachers and share what what, what you're doing. So mm-hmm. we have we have a bit of a, a head start. But if you're in an industry where that's not the norm or people are more. Customers are more guarded because they don't want to share competitive. You know, I found the greatest Mm -hmm. thing and I'm not telling anyone.
0: (laughs) So, you know,
1: if you're in that kind of a situation, you know, maybe there's a way to use buyers or suppliers of the customers, you know, to try to, you know, go away from that, from the competitive problems that you might have. But so first, have a good product um, that people want to share. And then second is find out what the two way street is. You know, what's in it for them? What's in it for you? Listen, you know, listen to what their yeah. needs are. Listen, and, and this is a, a way to create advocates. If you can listen for someone's what they need or the problems that they're having and provide a solve for that, then they'll be an advocate. You know, advocates want to want to influence the the, the future advocates want to influence the, the future direction of things that they like so you yeah. know there's a a two-way street there of taking feedback responding to feedback and then third make it easy for them to advocate so <clears throat> mm. multiple ways i think is another key for example writing a 250 word blog post is like a lot more difficult than retweeting something (laughs) so you just Mm -hmm. have to you know make make multiple options for the ways that they can support and engage and help you spread the word you know that are easy for them
0: and you know i can imagine that when you have a teacher writing with in with a suggestion you know it would be Mm -hmm. great if the product does this and then you actually do it
1: Mm -hmm.
0: that must be so satisfying for Mm -hmm. that person they're like that was my idea Exactly. And and they're doing it and now it's better and I feel good. I mean, it's, and, Mm -hmm. and of course you want to do that anyway, because you want to keep improving the product. But boy, I could imagine that would really help cement that relationship with that user and so many users who are, you know, who are feeling like, oh, they're, they're hearing me. They actually care what I have to say
1: exactly so it really is a two-way street you know Mm -hmm. hearing hearing what customers want which helps us because then we develop things people want which is what we want to do and then also it then they feel like oh i've influenced the direction of this product i can give an example we have one of our innovator team members in Utah, great guy teaches math and computer science and he really wanted dynamic questions which are basically you can generate 15 of the same question with different numbers, for example. <clears throat> so you have, you know, one one student gets two plus three, one student gets two plus five, one student gets mm. five plus eight, et cetera. And so we worked with him to develop that. And interestingly, when we first launched it, it's a little bit more difficult to write questions this way. So from a from an authoring standpoint, it's a little bit more difficult. But he went and authored a thousand questions like that. <laughs> and, mm. and now every, now everyone has access to them. So it was right. great. You know, not only was you know he suggested, but then he really took that feature and, and used it and, and then made it more valuable also for other users and more helpful for other users. So it's a good example of how you can, you know, solve a problem for yeah. someone and then they'll tell everybody how great your thing is because you solved the problem for them.
0: <laughs> and that's, I mean, there's just no better marketing than that, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Yeah, indeed. Exactly. Well, Leslie, thank you so much for that, for the whole conversation. Really enjoyed it. Learned a lot.
1: I enjoyed it as well. Thank you very much, Jeremy.
0: That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at TribKnowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B-Knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged.